Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the uh, Bavada at Odds podcast. I'm your host, Seth Everett, the head odds maker at BavadaSportsbook.com is the great Patrick Morrow, still coming to us from across the pond. Uh, he is uh, live and, and, and clear. Modern technology is such. And, you know, uh, I'll say this, Patrick, uh, your sojourn, great NFL games that were in the middle of the night. So are you the only person on your street, like, screaming and yelling? That was a flag. <laughs> that was a flag. Like, how are you watching these games in the middle of the night? Well, Seth, first of all, I got to say, I don't know if it was the turkey or the amount of flags on Thanksgiving that had me uh, falling asleep uh, almost by the end of that Cowboys Raiders game. I didn't even make it to Bill's Saints uh, with the time zone change, but yeah. um, which is a shame because, you know, it looks like the Bills uh, righted the ship in that one. But yeah, it's it's a bit weird trying to keep up with North American sports out here. Uh, and it kind of kept me in a bit of a limbo the last uh, almost two weeks now of trying to keep up with North American sports, but also appreciating when the sun's going down here and when it's going up. And eventually I've had to kind of concede that I'm in the UK. I'm here for another three weeks and I can watch maybe the first half of these primetime games now. And that's it. I can't stay up till four 30 in the morning, but it's, it's good. I'm uh, I'm anything else that I miss in the second half. It's, it's, it's more flags, it's more uh, nonsense. And uh, for my bankroll lately, not, uh, not good news. So that's okay. It's better to be sleeping on it. Well, there was a really funny Thanksgiving joke about the NFL, and uh, one of the NFL writers uh, tweeted this. He said, uh, when, the, when the Bears were playing the Lions, he said, 20 million people are going to bitch on social media about how this matchup shouldn't be on Thanksgiving rather than talk to their family." <laughs> yeah well i mean yeah you can either you can, complaining about the nfl is a, a safe uh, thanksgiving topic around the table right. i would think right <laughs> otherwise you could talk about trump biden you could talk yeah, about yeah. covid and vaccination no yeah. complaining complaining about the lions on thanksgiving is a tradition that we all hold dear and uh you know even if we're complaining about the same thing every single year uh that's part of the magistrate of it all but then the funny part was that buffalo new orleans game was the one that everybody complained about because Bears Bears Lions was actually pretty entertaining. Yeah, it, it was it was close. It was uh, you know it was it was close. You know, the Lions uh, classic classic. They looked like they could actually win a Thanksgiving game, and then uh, did what they did in that one. And the Bears were able to sneak one out. You know, Raiders Cowboys. Uh, it was high scoring, but it was painful to watch. Uh, it, it was a tough Thanksgiving slate, and I, I was very very fortunate that the. You know, it really picked up on the weekend with some better back and forth, a little bit more compelling action. You know, well, Tampa Bay Indy was really game. That Bucks, there you Colts go. Yeah, fantastic. That was wild. That was so well played. Uh, you know, that and back. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, and and you know what? Nobody likes a fantasy football story, um, but because of the time zone change being in the UK, I was all frazzled on Sunday. Was having some issues with my property manager here in London. Forgot to take Leonard Fournette out of my lineup oh, no. he runs that in at the end yeah, they yeah. He should have taken the knee kicked the field goal win runs in at the end i win my fantasy matchup by three points nobody cares but uh that's why i have this <laughs> platform to say whatever i want yeah i know exactly exactly <laughs> there were also a, an amazing college game the, the iron bowl i know that everybody had the rivalries and ohio state michigan got all the hype i happened to see a bunch of alabama auburn and wow <laughs> That was a crazy, crazy game. And it is just seeing Alabama vulnerable is like watching Superman with kryptonite. Like, it's just interesting. Like, you're just like, really? Let's see this. And I was so thinking Auburn was going to pull that out. 
Yeah. And you know what, Seth, generally speaking, I think you and I have been uh, somewhat high on Auburn relative to their ranking this year, relative to, uh, you know, whether they've been able to get all those wins and losses. But yeah, I, I certainly didn't expect that one to be as close as it was. Uh, Alabama, obviously, you know, it looked like, uh, you know, the witching hour, as they say, just as everything was wrapping up on Saturday, you know, Michigan knocked off Ohio State. Uh, Auburn was in control and really with some better clock management, they win that game. Uh, the college football playoff almost just got completely blown up. And even now there's still a lot of chaos there. I do got to say, Seth, I don't like I, I liked the old college football overtime where they just kind of kept going from 25 yards out and not this uh, two point uh, conversion play over and over and over again uh, to see who punches it. I know it's because Texas A&M and I think it was Missouri a few years ago ended up putting up like 140 points in an, a dozen overtimes. I get it. That happened once. That's too much. They're amateur players, but I'm not a big fan of this, of how the overtimes are working this year, if it's tied after a couple, but listen, it was drama. It was great football. It was, uh, it, it was awesome. It was rivalry, rivalry week in the, uh, in college football. And, uh, the games were awesome. Ole Miss, uh, Mississippi state was good. The iron bowl was good. Michigan uh, and Harbaugh got uh, the biggest win of his tenure there. It was a great weekend of football, great weekend of food and family. And, uh, it's awesome that we've got championship week to look forward to now. And not to be overlooked, but college hoops was pretty good this week. You know, with all those preseason tournaments, you know, in the Bahamas and and, and Florida and all, all these random places, uh, that was really, really fun. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, it, it's again, we talked about it before. It's 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 so much to keep on top of, but it's, it's a great problem to think like, oh, OK, the college football. Nope, we're going to dial up, uh, you know, Gonzaga. We're going to dial up Duke. We're going to see. You know, just and college basketball does a great job with the preseason tourneys of really leaning into, uh, you know, some high profile matchups to really get you excited before they kind of take the back seat until January. Now, you know, now as we get to December, we're going to be talking college bowl games. NBA has their great Christmas setup that I always love. And then when January comes around, conference play in college hoops, the transition is going to be beautiful. It's a little bit overwhelming that Thanksgiving week as an odds maker to keep on top of all that stuff. It's a lot, but uh, a good problem to have. And uh, what, what a great time of year. I think it was Bill Raftery who said on one of the broadcasts, he said, quite frankly, he said, there's not the drama of the conferences and the, and the, and the March. It's, it doesn't look like that. It's just, it's relaxing. It's fun. And it's like root, root, root for your team. It's some obscure matches. Uh, my Syracuse Orange played Auburn. Mm -hmm. And like that never happens. And you're just like, yeah, let's let's watch that. Uh, they lost. OK, OK. You know what I mean? Like I, it didn't it's not it's not the Ohio State, Michigan sitting at the end of your edge of your seat. It's the uh, it's a cornucopia of sports. And it was just it's a really, really fun time. November with that preseason college basketball, all those random tournaments where you're playing three games in three days. It's really cool. I, I thought, I thought it was really cool. All right. Absolutely. Let, yeah. yeah. Let's, uh, let's, okay. Let's, sorry. Yeah. I was just saying, and college basketball is great because it's really forgiving in that uh, it's not punitive to teams to lose these early season games. Uh, if you're in Alabama, you don't want to play Ohio state in September in college football. But if you're uh, your Syracuse or an Auburn basketball or Duke or Gonzaga, you can lose these games early on and you're going to be OK. Come March. Duke is not losing the game in uh, November and worrying about uh, whether they're going to be making it into March Madness. These games really are just uh, exhibition. Yeah, they matter a little bit at the end of the year if you're on the bubble. But listen, if you're one of those 65, 66 teams uh, that, you know, are on the bubble to make it into March Madness, 
you probably didn't really deserve to make it anyway. So I don't feel sorry for you. All right, let's take a look at this week in college football and the games. The stakes just get higher. Um, that was the regular season finale Thanksgiving week. Now we're in a position where you have the conference championship games. And in some of these contests uh, has the playoff implications. However, this is something we talk about in the past. College is a very regional sport. So to win your conference championship, to win the Big 12 title is a massive thing. And, you know, it doesn't always have to be about the national championship. There can only be one national champion. But, uh, you know, if, if you, Pittsburgh and Wake Forest, no one's thinking national championship. That is a massive game. And the world comes to an end if you lose that game. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, Pittsburgh Wake Forest is an interesting one uh, because if we're previewing the ACC at the beginning of the year, we're talking Clemson, we're talking, you know, North Carolina on the upswing. Uh, Wake Forest looked really good. Uh, and, you know, they're in that conversation now. But uh, it's just wild. Yeah. yeah. It, it, and it has been that kind of year in college football where, uh, you know, Alabama, the they had one loss. They could have easily had three losses this year. Florida, Florida, who fired their coach, uh, played Alabama, you know, real tough this year. Obviously, the Iron Bowl just occurred and they had to squeak one out there. Uh, only one team has been consistent in college football this year, Seth, and it has been the Georgia Bulldogs, who, uh, you know, the toughest game they had was 10-3 first week against Clemson. Defense has been that good the rest of the way, and they have just rolled over teams in a way that we would usually see from an Alabama or an Ohio State. Georgia has been the only team that really deserves that number one ranking, and it's why, uh, before we even get to these individual games, they are the minus 220 favorite to win the college football playoff before even getting through the championship game, before even getting to the playoff itself. That's crazy. All right, so the SEC title game, and there's a scenario where both could get in if Alabama wins. Is this the first time Alabama's an underdog this season? Seth, this isn't just the first time Alabama's an underdog this season. This is the first time Alabama's been an underdog since 2015. Wow. 2015, Nick Saban has been a favorite in every single game, and he is a six-and-a-half-point underdog against the Georgia Bulldogs uh, in that SEC championship game. Very cool stuff. I mean, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we had an early lineup. Georgia was three-point favorites there. A lot of people thought we were crazy. Um, if we asked me a month ago, Alabama probably still would have been uh, a slight favorite in this game. Uh, but that consistency from Georgia really holds true. That defense is phenomenal. They're figuring out a little bit offensively. And there are question marks with Alabama that you usually don't have this late in the college football season. So... Uh, you know, uh, the SEC, once again, uh, considered the strongest conference in uh, the country. And if Alabama wins this game, Georgia will not be knocked out of the playoffs. However, of course, if Georgia wins this game, a two-loss Alabama will be gone. Uh, and it'll, it'll be deserving this year. Because like we said, they could have lost far more than two. So then there's other teams that have implications. So you have the AAC, the American Athletic Conference, at Cincinnati-Houston. That's, you know, a double-digit favorite situation. But Cincinnati needs the game. Same thing for the Big Ten. Michigan needs the game. They're up against Iowa. Tell me about Houston-Cincinnati. Yeah, Seth, so uh, poor Cincinnati. Uh, all they've done is win this year. And uh, all they get is uh, grief for it. I, I get it. They're not in a good conference. Uh, Houston's not, uh, you know, an incredibly strong opponent, which is why Cincinnati is a 10.5-point favorite at Bavada going into this one. But with all the chaos in college football this year, you know, Ohio State has two losses. Alabama struggled. All, all they can do is win and they've won and they've won decisively. They've got a win over Notre Dame, who's also kind of maybe in the conversation, but not really just because it is so wide open. Uh, I, I don't see how you can keep them out if they win this game. Uh, 
It's not their fault. Yeah, they're going to be an underdog no matter who they play in the college football playoff, but that's just how it goes. Uh, but they have to get through Houston first. Again, 10 and a half point favorites at Bovada. Uh, Houston taking a little bit more of the money so far and over under is sitting at 53 right now. So then take me through Michigan, Iowa. Michigan had the big win over Ohio State. Could they have a letdown in the Big Ten title game? You could totally see that happening, right? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, Harbaugh finally got a meaningful win at Michigan. And what bigger one than the big one itself, uh, beating Ohio State, uh, crushing uh, their college football playoff and national championship hopes. And now Michigan, again, because of all the chaos in college football this year, maybe, maybe has a chance to make this college football playoff. So it's, a, it's you know, it's it's not, you would hope it's not a letdown game. But hey, listen, Iowa has been no slouch this year. Uh, this will be tough. Michigan has not looked consistent despite that great result. However, they do come into this one, Seth, as 10 and a half point favorites as well at Bavada. Over-unders, much, much lower. Our lowest of the weekend, actually, sitting at 43 and a half. Points will be at a premium. Iowa plays ugly, but Iowa is a tough opponent. Should be a good one. And not to be undone, the Big 12 championship, Oklahoma State against Baylor. Again, Oklahoma State has one loss. If they win big, they're favored, but it's a close one. Absolutely. And uh, another example of a conference that uh, really, really went away from the preseason projections. You know, we were laughing at the beginning of the year that the Big 12 trophy would be going to a team that'd be exiting. We were expecting Oklahoma. We were expecting Texas uh, to have a, a really decent year. Uh, but no, it's it's Oklahoma State. It's Baylor, Oklahoma State with the big win at Bedlam. They chased Lincoln Riley right out of Norman, Oklahoma to USC after the game. So Oklahoma State fans are feeling pretty good going into this one. And uh, you're absolutely right, Seth. Oklahoma State is one of those teams knocking on the door that if they win big, uh, they could end up in that college football playoff. They are five and a half point favorites at Bavada in this one. The over-under sitting 46 and a half. And, uh, you know, if you want to look ahead at the futures, they are 14 to one which would make them the fifth largest favorite to win the college football playoff right now. So yeah, a win in this game. And they are one of those teams knocking on the door. And to the extent this stuff matters to the committee, I've got to say that, you know, we have Notre Dame at 25 to one right now. I have to think with the Brian Kelly exit and because it's, it's a committee vote on who gets in. You're not just in on merit. That's probably not a team they're looking to bring in with an interim coach in that spot. So, uh, you know, if you like the futures game, you can take Oklahoma State 14 to one. If you want to take them one game at a time, we got you covered at Bavada. Again, five and a half point favorites. So to recap, there are futures bets on who's getting in. Who are the four teams that are getting in in addition to all these separate games? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, as we get closer to the games uh, that kick off this Friday, uh, the various championship ones, you know, the player prop betting, the live betting is going to be nuts. Uh, There's going to be close to 500 different ways to bet every single one of these games. So if you don't see something uh, you like uh, right now, uh, I promise you by kickoff or in game, like I said, with the live betting, uh, you're going to have just an embarrassment of riches to get after. All right. If there's any time for the NFL, there's a great game on Thursday night. The Thursday night and the Monday night matchups this week are fantastic, uh, including the return of Thursday night football on my Twitch channel. Uh, Oh, boy. The New Orleans Saints, a slight home underdog against those Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, the Cowboys bring out the crazies. I can just hate on the Cowboys for three and a half hours. So easy to do, but uh, Dak Prescott and company, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, the Cowboys and the Saints. That's the Thursday night game. Yeah, it, it's funny, Seth. Uh, historically, we like to refer to the Cowboys as America's team, right? But I, I like to think nothing unites the rest of America 
like watching the Cowboys blow a game like that on Thanksgiving. So, you know, even if the game was hard to watch, I always enjoy watching the Cowboys lose a big one in prime time. Uh, looking at this one, uh, very tricky to uh, figure out what to make of these two teams right now. Um, you know, the Saints have obviously struggled offensively. Uh, I'm still very concerned about what Dak Prescott is doing under center. I think he's playing hurt. I know I keep saying this each week. Uh, it's a very tough game to line, but uh, well, we had to at Bavada, and the Cowboys are four and a half point road favorites in this one. They are getting about 80% of the action so far, which is one of the bigger positions of the week uh, at this point. Uh, again, I really have no way, no idea which way this one's going to go. Over under sitting at 47 right now, which is on the higher side this week. So we're expecting points in this one. But uh, yeah, that Saints defense is no slouch. They can keep things close. And again, that Cowboys offense, big question mark. Got to be honest, the Sunday games, I don't know. This might be the day I abandon red zone. Uh, there are some Sunday matchups that are just kind of mismatches. Uh, Baltimore at Pittsburgh, 49ers at the struggling Seahawks. Boy, the Seahawks are really, really struggling. Uh, the Raiders taking on the three in a row winning Washington football team. But, uh, you know, you have a chance for some real dogs. Yeah, it's weird season uh, as well in the NFL. And I mean, after the Monday Night Football game, I, I think you got to shut down Russell Wilson for the rest of the year. Um, you know, they, they, they tried to bring him back uh, way, way, way ahead of schedule. I don't think he's 100% out there. They're now uh, three and eight or three and nine. Uh, they're not going anywhere. They're not doing anything for his long-term health. Uh, and for a QB with so much upside and he, he is that team and is that offense in a way that so few other quarterbacks are uh, as they go, as uh, Russell Wilson go, so does the Seahawks. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Seahawks 49ers, that's meaningful in a normal year, but this year, not so much. Uh, you know, we, we do have the Seahawks as slight underdogs in that one, but it is restricted just because the game just finished on Monday Night Football. And we have some concerns about his health status, but uh, you know, these other ones, Ravens, Steelers, Steelers look crap this year as well. Uh, they absolutely got killed on Thanksgiving by the bills. Bills needed that win uh, just to right the ship and get their offense clicking in a way that they hadn't done in two or three weeks. So, you know, between you and me, uh, the only game I'm really looking forward to on Sunday, Patriots bills in prime time. And how different is that game uh, now than if we were to preview it about four weeks ago, four weeks ago, when, the Patriots were 20 to one to win the AFC East and are now sitting atop of it. How do you like that, Seth? It's crazy. And, and you know, for all the people that question New England, the, they continue to persevere. And Mac Jones just shows the poise of a veteran. You know, so much of the Brady Belichick credit went to Brady. Belichick deserves a lot of credit for this. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I think of that year when uh, Bernard Pollard uh, tore Brady's ACL. He still cheated. He's still spy, spy gated. Continue. Sure. And then, you know, and but that year that he first tore his ACL against the Chiefs in that opener, uh, yeah, Matt Castle, if, if people can remember Matt Castle, came off the bench and they led the Patriots to what, an 11, 12 win season that year. Um, the Patriots retool, they figure it out better than anyone else in the league. And, uh, you know, you mentioned Mac Jones. And I, I've got, I, I've mentioned how valuable Twitter is, not just as a bookmaker tool, but as a betting tool. And when Mac Jones, when Cam Newton was released, the very first thing I did, Seth, was go close our rookie of the year odds and go bet him elsewhere. Mac Jones was 10 to 1 at that time for rookie of the year, and he's now the odds on favorite at Bavada. Uh, the Patriots are slight underdogs in this game at, against the Bills, but if we were to line this game, I'd say two or three weeks ago, the Bills would be closer to a touchdown favorite. 
The Bills are only three-point favorites at home in this one in Bavada. This is going to be the biggest matchup of the week, and really, it's no surprise that the Patriots are getting the vast majority of the bets so far in this one. They're coming in hot. Players are buying into everything that we've just said. Mac Jones looks confident under center. You know, the Bills uh, looked good against the Saints, but uh, I think they need to show a little bit more consistency before our betters start rewarding them by backing them with their hard-earned money. So should be a great one on Sunday night. And like I said, I think that's the best game of the week. Yeah, the Patriots are unbeaten on the road. The Bills are favored at home. It just, it's, a, it's an intriguing matchup. And that's the Monday night game. So you got to get all the way through Sunday uh, as, as well. Yeah. That is uh, pretty wild. Um, just answer me one other other question. Is there any kind of odds on the baseball situation, the pending lockout? There's been all this free agency movement, but it's all seems to be trying to get it in under the wire. Uh, when this podcast comes out, uh, there's supposed to be a lockout between the players and owners. Uh, yeah, we will be looking to uh, put some stuff up uh, middle of the week. But uh, yeah, I have to admit, we have been slacking on our baseball product right now because of the college basketball, because of the women's college basketball. Even can you believe we have odds on women's college basketball right now, Seth, it. that uh, people are, are betting on that stuff and they play like 50 games a day as well. So uh, I will uh, give some good natured grief to our baseball trading team who thinks that uh, how dare they take a day off in late November, early December. But uh yeah, we will get that stuff out there as well because, yeah, it's not just uh, the games that we price Bavada, it's the story. Yeah, the story is just uh, the sport is in shambles and <laughs> we'll, we'll see where, where it comes out. And, uh, yeah, we also have to get a report on your Premier League experiences because uh, you're finally going in. And in the United States, $2.75 billion were signed by Comcast NBC for us only television rights of the epl that is a fascinating number and you could make the argument that if there's a fourth major sport it's it's the epl not even just soccer it's the epl the money spent on premier league rate uh rights is greater than what espn and turner paid for nhl that's crazy that is amazing, and when I am at Liverpool versus Everton on Wednesday evening, I will let you know, Seth, if uh, NBC got a good bang for their buck. Yeah, you're going to have a, a great time in there. All right, that'll do it for the Bavada at Odds podcast. He is Patrick Morrow. Uh, my name is Seth Everett. Take care of yourself and just make sure you drive on the right side of the road or the left side of the road. Yep, uh, only in England where the right side of the road is the left side of the road. Isn't it funny how in other European countries, it's the other way? Well, and not only that, but uh, it's it's more of a metric country, but they do miles per hour out here as well. Uh, yeah, but you know what? I, I did find when I get on the scale here, I'm only, you know, a couple stones. So I feel I already feel a lot lighter in England. So I might stick around a bit longer. Yeah, but gravity is the same. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Shoot. Take care, folks. Mm-hmm.